I'll step down from our on-site management and let you take it over. There's nothing I'd rather do than stay in-house and let you do the traveling. Mark practically salivated. He never minded the work, but hated being confined to the office, filling in the pieces of projects that Blaine had already designed. He envied his brother's travel. What a waste for someone like Blaine to see the world when he was just as happy to stay in the box with his wife and kids. Only a fool wouldn't jump at this. You got yourself a deal, bro. I can't watch you, Mark. But God will know if you value honor more than a good time. Blaine had been on a God kick since he'd met Caroline. And while it made Mark a little uncomfortable sometimes, he had to admit his older brother seemed a lot happier now. And when Blaine was happy, Mark's life was easier. So Mark got a get-out-of-jail-free card. Blaine and his church had used their pull to get Mark's jail time shifted to community service at some remote mission in Mexico, practically elevating Blaine to godly status in their mother's eyes. Blaine had saved Mark from ruin once again. As though living in a nice neighborhood and having a wife and 2.5 kids was all there was to aspire to in life, Mark thought, gearing down the sweet sports car as the incline became more steep. Not that he didn't like Blaine's wife and kids. What was not to like? Caroline loved everybody. Mark belonged to a mutual admiration society with his teen nieces, Karen and Annie, and he supposed the newest member of the Madison family, little Berto, made the perfect point five of the national family average. Family was nice, but that wasn't living, in Mark's estimation. That was squeezing into a box of conformity and pulling down the lid, when there was a world to see and experiences to try before a man got too old to enjoy them. Then, maybe he'd settle for life in the box. As a busload of tourists passed him, two young ladies, their long blonde hair tossed by the breeze, waved at him. Mark beeped the horn of the Jaguar XK8 convertible that he'd leased in Acapulco and flashed them a dazzling smile. He gunned the engine and soared around the bus, affording the girls, who'd hastily switched sides, a rakish wink. Blaine would have a hissy fit if he knew that Mark had switched his ticket destination from Mexico City to Acapulco, much less that he'd leased a car more suitable to his lifestyle in lieu of taking the bus. Well worth the trip, Mark said in a wistful tone, wishing he was still there, sipping a frozen drink, regrettably without the alcohol he'd promised to abstain from, and watching the leggy beach beauties strut their stuff against the sun-splashed blue of Acapulco Bay. Instead, he was headed over the season-parched Sierra Madres to do penance in a one-donkey village. As the distance between his sports car and a truck bulging with produce closed, Mark eased up on the accelerator. The truck groaned and shifted gears as it took the steep incline, its faded plank rails wobbling with the strain of its load. Glancing past the bend to the left, Mark spied Mexican women and children in a ravine 
cut by time into the worn mountains. It was dry and rocky for the most part, except for the remnants of a river running through it. The children played in the water, while their mothers washed clothes at its edge, in the same manner as their ancestors. Licking his dry lips, Mark reached for the bottled water in the walnut and leather-trimmed console, as the truck ahead finally breached the crest and leveled off. To his increasing annoyance, it slowed even more, brake lights glowing. Mark impatiently took a swig of water and nosed around the vehicle. Seeing his way clear, he shot forward, when something in the periphery of his vision caught his eye, something moving out from under the truck. By the time Mark realized it was one of the lumbering vehicle's back tires, it was too late. The tire shot into the backside of the Jaguar, sending it fishtailing perilously close to the...